Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. get into the word today man and and i want you to turn to the book of mark mark chapter 11 we're going to be reading verses 8 through 10 i'm reading now the niv now i'm gonna go ahead and read that and so it says many people spread their cloaks on the road while others spread branches that they cut in the fields and those that went ahead shout and those that follow shouted hosanna Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to pray for this message today. And I want you to bow your heads right there in your in your room, in your living rooms, your homes, wherever you may be at right now. We're going to ask the Lord to come and come into where you're at right there. The Holy Spirit can be is going to go right there. He's here. He can be there. He can be everywhere. That's how, how awesome God is. God is everywhere. And so we're going to pray for the presence of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much, so, so much, Father God, for this day, Father, this breath of life that you have given all of us, Lord. I thank you for those that have an ear that can hear my voice, Father. I thank you for those that have an eye, Father God, eyes they can see me, Lord. I thank you, Father, for everything, Father. Let nothing, Father, Father, uh, uh, that we take for granted that you have blessed us with. And right now, Lord, I pray that you, Holy Spirit, would come right now and come into every living room right where they're at, Father. Where they're at, whatever device that they're looking through, Father, that you would meet them right there, my Lord. And so we invite you to come and do your thing, Father. Holy Spirit, have your way and start to touch hearts and move and minister to each and every person there. And Father, I pray, Lord, that they'll be changed, Father. And Lord, that you will renew our minds and our spirits through this time together, Father. And so I ask right now that those that have an ear would hear what the Spirit will say today. And Father, that they would hear the voice behind the voice. And Father, that there will be signs, wonders, and miracles, Father God. And we ask that you move right now, not only upon this Father, channel right here, Father, but every, every online streaming right now, Father God, that's going out there, Father, every church, minister your gospel all around the world, Father. And Lord, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone out there, say, Amen. Come on, give the Lord one more praise. Amen. Come on, I can't hear you guys. Come on, hallelujah. You guys right here, come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, a couple weeks ago, we celebrated Palm Sunday. And we know the story here, amen. Jesus, this is Jesus' grand entrance into Jerusalem. Uh, The crowd is going crazy. They're singing, they're worshiping Jesus. And this is days before he's arrested falsely convicted, and sentenced to die. Now, I'm not going to relive Palm Sunday. I'm not going to relive the celebration there, which is not really what it appears to be, church. But I want to focus on the following verses and how it relates to the church today. So I want you to go to verse 11 of Mark chapter 11. And let's read it there, amen. Let's go with our story today, amen. 
It says, so Jesus came to Jerusalem, and then he went into the temple. And after looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon. And then he returned to Bethany with the 12 disciples. I want to minister a message today entitled, What is Jesus Looking For? What is Jesus looking for? Come on, Jesus is looking for something in the church. What was Jesus looking for in this passage of Scripture? Come on, just moments before, there, there was a celebration going on. The people were shouting his name. They were handing him the keys to the city, amen. But can I let you in on something, church? Jesus was feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Come on, he was seeing something that he wasn't liking. Jesus, church, wasn't feeling it. How many know that Jesus knows? Come on. Oh, he knows. Come on. Back in the day, Bo knows. Amen. If you're a Raider fan out there. But right here, I'm here to let you know that Jesus, listen, always knows. Mm -hmm. Jesus is sensing, listen, church, something wrong. And he starts to look at the heart of the situation. Come on. Then something prompts in his spirit to go check out the church. So he goes to the temple. He goes in and checks out the place where they assemble, where they worship, and because something, church, was off in their praise. So he walks into the temple. I want you to follow me very carefully. Our text says that he walks in and he looks around carefully. And then he walks out and doesn't say a thing. I have a question for you guys out there today. What would Jesus see at our church? Let me give you the real question right now. What would Jesus see in your church right now in your homes? Come on. Would he see you standing up and worshiping in your living room this morning? Come on, would he see you or would he see you sitting down on your couch? Or would he see you, listen, how about it? Maybe he's seeing you in your bed under your blanket still watching this. Or maybe... Just maybe you're checking on Facebook on other churches. Would he see you coming late to service from your own home? Come on, church. I'm here to let you know that we are not on vacation from church. Come on. We are still gathering. We are still meeting. And come on. Today is still Sunday. Hallelujah. Come on. We are still meeting the church. We are still having Church, yes. come on, somebody. Amen. How about if Jesus, listen, how about if Jesus followed you to work or secretly was with you all day in your home during this lockdown? What would Jesus see? How many know that Jesus already knows? See, he walks into the temple church, and we go back to the story. He walks into the church. He's walking right into your homes right now. And our text says that he, he checks things out and care, he checks things out carefully and then he walks out. Now Jesus walks out of the temple and the next day, somebody say next day out there. Day. Jesus is hungry. So let's continue the story on verses 12 to 14 of Mark chapter 11. Are you guys with me out there? Come on, somebody say yes. It says the next day, 
when they had come out of Bethany, he, speaking of Jesus, was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to it to perhaps he would find something on it. But when he came to it, he found nothing. Somebody say nothing out there. But leaves. He found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In his response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And the disciples heard it. Notice it says here in this passage of Scripture, it says that Jesus was hungry. But it goes on to say that he found nothing. Zero. Nada. For our Spanish-speaking folks out there. The Bible says, let me tell you something, church. The Bible always uses the fig tree. Listen, I want you to follow me to represent the house of Israel. It represents the people of God. It represents the church, us. Somebody say me. Now, I want you to hold on to that thought right there, okay? What I just told you, what the fig tree represents. Jesus sees this fig tree from afar. He's hungry. And from a distance, listen, from a distance, it looks good. Why? Because it has a lot of leaves. And figs normally grow, listen, whereas leaves start to fill out. Okay? So from a distance, it looked fruitful. The tree looked promising, but it offered no fruit. And the Bible's painting a picture to the church here. He's painting, he's painting a picture to the church today. And Jesus is looking from, for something uh, from us right now. He's looking for something right now before we go back to our churches, uh, our buildings, church. Jesus is craving something from the church. Jesus is craving much fruit, listen, from men and women in his house. The question today, church, do you have any fruit? Christ wants men and women to be fruitful. He longs that in the church. This is the very purpose that he saved us for. This is the very purpose that he shed his blood for, church. Not only to save us from eternal death, that we, but we go into all the world and bear much fruit. Look what it says in John 15, 8. It says, when, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Now, John 15, 16 says, You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go. Somebody say go out there. To go and produce lasting fruit. The question is, church, can you bear fruit in the crisis? Can you bear fruit in this crisis. See, the fig tree in Mark chapter 11 is, is, the symbol, is symbolic of the church that Jesus walked out of. Their worship was hypocritical. He sensed unfruitfulness. The temple was supposed to be a place of worship. The, tr the, the true worship there had disappeared. The fig tree showed promise, but it produced no fruit. The same thing is for the, with the church today, church. Uh, men, and good, men and women look good on the outside. Come on, somebody. Come on, they say the right thing. Uh, come on, they say, I'm blessed, pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, God is good. Uh, come on, we all got that little, come on, that Jesus smile. 
I don't know how they looked out there, amen. Probably wasn't good, amen. Come on, we, we put on our mask, amen. We, we know the things we say. We look good on the outside. But the question is, is there any fruit? You see, when you and I, listen, when you and I claim to be Christians, when you say we are followers of Christ, that we are disciples, it will always cause Christ, listen, it will always cause Christ to come check us out and to see, listen, if we have any fruit. That's what exactly what happened here, church. Jesus was expecting fruit, but there was none. So Jesus said to the tree, no fruit? Well, you might as well not exist. Oh, come on, church. Come on. So what does Jesus do? He curses the fig tree. Look what it says in Mark eleven fourteen again. And Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. See, there seems to be an outer appearance of fruitfulness in the church today. Come on, but there is no fruit. And what this represents is comfortable Christianity. Come on, somebody. Come on, there is no fruit. And because to produce fruit, church, you have to push something out, amen. That means that you have to give yourself, amen. You got to go beyond the normal. You got to work hard, amen. And for some people out there, this is too much for them. Listen, they are satisfied on just looking green. Jesus here is showing anger, listen, at a life without fruit. Listen, if you claim to have faith without putting it to work in your life, church, you are like, you are just like the barren fig tree. Does anybody have faith out there? No. Come on. Well, genuine faith has great potential. Genuine faith has great potential. You see, Jesus' harsh words to the fig tree could be applied to the nation of Israel, could be applied to the church today. Fruitfulness in appearance, but spiritually barren. Mark chapter 23, 27 says this in the New King James. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You are like a whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly. But inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanliness. Look what Matthew 23, 28 message Bible says. People look at you and think you're saints, but behind or beneath the skin, you're total frauds. Come on, Father, have mercy on us. Come on, Father, have mercy on us. Father, forgive us. Forgive us. See, Jesus came to the fig tree expecting figs. Jesus is looking for fruit today, church. We have people in the church who say, I am faithful, I am loyal, but they have no fruit. They fail to produce fruit. Proverbs 20, verse 6 says this, Most men will proclaim each their own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? See, Christianity... Christianity today has lost the message of the cross. Come on, we are so caught up in programs. We're so caught up of of looks. We're so caught up of how we look and how our worship team looks. We're so caught up on image that we have lost 
the message of the cross and bearing fruit. Come on, we're declaring Christians that we're Christians and we're still cussing. Come on, we're saying we're followers and we're still drinking. Come on, we're declaring that we're disciples while holding on to unforgiveness. We are not producing, listen church, the fruit that the Lord intended us to produce. I'm here to let you know that Jesus is looking for something. God sent the church home right now to go figure that out. So that that we, the church, can go back stronger and be more fruitful, church. We need to go back and be more fruitful. If we're honest, amen, we were dying. Come on, I'm not saying all churches, I'm not saying that, not, not all people, amen, but the church in general. Come on, we're dying. We need to produce fruit. Amen. Come on, we just got stuck in the routine. Amen. All of us were just going to church, amen. All of us were taking our positions. All of us were taking our position in the cafe. We were being the usher. It was our turn to be the teacher, amen. It's our turn, amen, to lead worship. It's our turn to do the, 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 the media. It's our turn to run the sound, wherever it is. But there's no fruit being produced. Oh, man, come on. And God is looking for some fruit, not a bunch of churchgoers. Amen. Jesus is saying to the church, Jesus is saying to you out there, I'm hungry. Can I count on your house for some fruit? Can I go knock at your door right now where you're at? Will you have some fruit for me? I'm not talking physical. I'm talking spiritual. Can I count on the church, the church of Jesus Christ, to have some fruit. Or we, we, all I find is leaves. See, the leaves drew Jesus. Like I said, leaves, when a fig tree starts to leave up, it starts to bring out the figs. And this tree had full of leaves, so he, he, he thought there, must, there has to be fruit. Just like right now, Jesus will come to our churches and and everything's flowing and we're saying the right phrases. And he said, man, that church, that church, that church must have fruit. And then he comes and checks us out and there's none. Jesus is looking for some fruit. Come on. Somebody out there said, God, have mercy on me. God, I repent. God, help me. Help me, Lord. Father, Father, I failed you. I have not produced the fruit. I just produce busyness. Jesus is looking for some fruit. Here he's looking for a fig, an apple. He's looking for something. You got anything? Come on, give me something. Give me, give me a bud. Give me something that you're, it shows something promising. Do you have any fruit? Jesus, church, is hungry. Jesus is looking for people today that will simply lay down their lives. He's looking for churches today that will lay it all down and fulfill the destiny of God in their lives. Look what Matthew chapter 16, 24 and 25 says. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple 
must deny themselves. Somebody, somebody say deny out there. And say deny me. Hallelujah. Deny themselves. See, we're good to preach about other people. Yeah, you got to pick up your cross and deny yourself. But God's talking to you today. So deny me. Somebody say deny me out there. Come on. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Deny me. Take up their crosses and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever wants to lose their life will find it, church. The tree, this tree in our scripture, in the passage of scripture that I'm reading, presented an unfulfilled destiny. It represented something that grew and listen, didn't finish what it started. It represents a person that comes to church, but doesn't push anything out. Matthew chapter 10, verse 8 says this. Heal the sick, raise the dead. He's talking. This is Christ talking to the church. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Romans chapter 14, verse 12 says this. So then each of us, including you, including me, will have to give an account to God ourselves or ourselves to God. And God's going to ask you for some fruit. And some of you out there, and I, I can read some minds because I just know. <laughs> some of you out there are saying, well, I'm covered by grace, Pastor. Or, or God knows my heart. Oh, yeah, he knows. Believe me. Oh, he knows. See, I think some Christians today respond to grace as a cover-up. Come on, they cover up their half-heartedness. They cover up their lukewarmness, their immorality. Somebody say hello. hello. Come on. But the truth is, grace is not something that we use as a cover-up. Grace is used to help us lift up. Hallelujah. Come on. It's used to encourage. It's used to empower us, church. Come on. And so when we do something wrong or when we fall short of God's glory, because all of us will, church. Come on. Grace, hallelujah, comes and he picks us up. Amen. It's not used as a cover up, but a lift up. Listen, grace is not used to cover up your sin either. God knows my heart. Yeah, then get right. Get your heart right and repent. A man that says he has no sin, it's a liar. We all sin, church. We all fall short. Come on, God's talking to us. God wants to empower us that when we go back, not only be a great celebration, but we start to show them fruit. We go back with our baskets of fruit for God. And so here it is, God. I produced some fruit during this lockdown. I produced a prayer life during this lockdown. I, I, I encouraged people during this lockdown, Lord. I, I, I produced some fruit in my house that I didn't have before. God, I, I produced some fruit in my children that they didn't have before. I, I started doing the things I needed to do. And there's fruit produced, God. Come into my house. Check it out, amen. We have fruit. Church, our appearance has to be different. Today, we can't tell who's a Christian from the world. We walk the same. We talk the same. We have to be different. 
2 Corinthians chapter 6, 17 says, Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Listen, church, Jesus did die for us to change. Not that we would stay the same. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, uh, we have to change. I'm here to let you know that Jesus changed my life, amen. Uh, I'm not the same man I was, amen. Uh, God died for change in my life, amen. Uh, I had to change my conduct. I had to change the way I look. I had to change from the things uh, I was doing before, amen. Just like that song that we sing, an old song. I'm so glad Jesus set me free, amen. Once I was a pothead, but Jesus set me free. Once I was an alcoholic, but Jesus set me me free. Uh, once I was this, uh, once I was that. You can throw anything that's in there. Uh, and Jesus set us free. Yeah. Change, church. is yeah. change. Not that we stay the same. Come on, we walk around with pride still. We walk around just like the old man, but we're just saved now. Oh, come on now. And we say we're Christians now. We label ourselves, but where's the fruit? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he, she is a new creation. The old, somebody say the old out there. The old things, amen, have passed away. And behold, all things are new. Come on. It's talking about change right there. Come on. You're a new creation. You're a new person. You, your way of thinking is different. Amen. Your ways of, of handling things are different. Amen. All the old self, all the old that was you is gone away because Christ himself took it away on the cross. Amen. This blood covered your sin church and we, everything else becomes new. Can somebody say amen out there? Amen. Hallelujah. Preach it. We may get some people saved here today. Come on. Jesus died for us to change. Just like that old song, remember? Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Come on. Yeah, we may look the same out here, but God's working inside here to change the things outside here. Come on, we can't walk with pride. We can't walk with a thing. There has to be something different, even in our speech. Well, this is the way I was... No, no. God can change your speech. It's the way you say things. It's the way you bring things out, church. Those are the changes that come from a changed heart. Amen. It comes and it handles things different. It speaks different. It walks different, church. It dresses different. Woo. Come on. We're not here to be cool. We're here to be effective. For the kingdom of God. God is looking for some fruit. God's hungry. Can you give Jesus something? Listen, church. We will not bear fruit unless we change. You will not have a fruitful ministry unless you change. Do you have something to offer Jesus today? Church, do you have any fruit? Because he's hungry. He's hungry, church. He's hungry. I talked about Wednesday night, amen, that the church has been sleeping. 
been sleeping, not busy, not working, not doing what they're supposed to do, church. Come on, we've been, we've been sent home. I don't care what everybody says out there. I don't care about whatever this lockdown is. God turns this stuff around for his church, and he wants to use this time to speak to the church, to empower us, to go back and not be asleep, but be alert and pray as I ministered on Wednesday, but also that we go back and we bear much fruit. Come on, we got we to gotta go back to the, the Great Commission. Come on to go into all the world and preach the gospel, making disciples in every nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. we got to go back and win souls, church. Amen. We go back to do business. When no one shows up, then show up anyway. It's time to hit the streets again. It's time to do what we need to do again. It's time to invite him in. It's time to get radical on your job. It's time to preach grace to somebody and show the love of Jesus to someone. Come on, church. The world is ready. Come on, it's ripe. Amen. Are you going to go bare and pluck the trees that are out there? Or are you going to let the enemy take it? Or will you die in this crisis yourself? I'm not talking physical death. I'm talking spiritual death. The enemy's out to take away your destiny. The enemy's out there to take away your, your, your calling. The enemy's out to take your ministry away. Do you have any fruit, church? Whew. Yeah, this is what God has been showing me these last 30 days. This is what lockdown did for me. Showing where our church is at. Showing where our church of Jesus Christ is at. And let, let me tell you, I'm not putting this on everybody out there. There's people that were doing their part. There are those people doing their thing. But it, if, it, if it fits you, put it on. If this is speaking to you, put it on. You can't deny it. God already knows. He knows. You can't, you can't say, why? Well, I, I look, no. Come on, do you have any fruit? Man, look at that orange. Is it a lemon? Oranges. Oranges? I'll, I'll talk to the one that designed the, the graphic. Is it an orange or lemon? See, sometimes we get deceived. <laughs> we don't know who's a Christian, who's not. We say lemon, they say orange. But right now, he just wants fruit. So if it's an orange to you, give him an orange. If he's a lemon to you, give him a lemon. Give them some kind of fruit, church. I'm going to close today. I'm going to continue this story because let me tell you, it gets gooder. <laughs> if you read the story a little bit, and we'll get into it next Sunday, Jesus goes back to that church that he came out. And I'm telling you, he wasn't very happy. There's some things that he did that we'll go over. Tomorrow, next week, amen, and what he's seen in our church today. So get ready. Come on, I, I'm, I'm telling you here, I'm not, I'm not putting anyone, I'm in, I'm in the same boat as all you guys. I'm preaching to myself as I'm preaching to you. I'm not excluding myself in this. This is something that God is speaking to the church. He's speaking to the church right now. And I had to repent from things like that because it's God, do we have fruit? God, do we have fruitful ministries? God, are we doing the things that we need to do? He says, no, I want more fruit. We love God. I'm not saying you love God. You don't love God. You love God. But we got to produce some fruit.
Come on, it has to be part of who we are. Come on, this is what the love is, right? For God so loved the world that he came to send his son to die for us, that we won't have to perish and go to hell. But he did die for us to change, church. That the love that he gave us, that we share the same love to those out there. We go share the love of Jesus. What, what The love that was shown to us, we go show to the world, church. Amen. Come on, we produce fruit by that way. By doing what we need to do and be fruitful in the things that God has uh, uh, gave us, amen, or uh, the, what he's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, but uh, entrusted us with. You know, remember the, 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 the parable of, the, of the, the one that he gave two and the other one that he gave five and the one that he gave one and ten. You know, they, they, the, the rest of them multiplied it. You, 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 gave, you gave me two and I, I, I created two more. Uh, you, gave me, you gave me five and I created five more. And to the one, he says, I, I didn't do anything. I just came to church. I just came to church. Just trying to be, live right. I didn't gain anything. And we, if you read the story, read what happens to that guy with the one. I don't know about you, but I want to be the guy that's two or the one that had five that got doubled. You know, the Lord says, take that one from him and give it to the guy that has 10. And then he dealt with him. Church, God is dealing with the church right now. But this is his grace. This is grace right now, church, because he loves you so much. And there's so much potential in each one of you guys out there. Put it to work. Let's make some fruit. Come on, let's just have a fruit basket at church. Because we need some lemons, oranges, apples, bananas. Come on, that's, that's, the, that's, that's what's so powerful in the kingdom of God. It's, it's, it's a fruit basket. Come on, we're not just all bananas or oranges or whatever you want to be. There's some fruit. Now, I know there's fruit in our church. We just got to produce some more of it, church. Can we do that? Amen. I'm going to continue this next week, amen. But Jesus is looking for some fruit in this house. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's, let's bow our heads right there where you're at. Hallelujah. Father, you're so good. Father, you're so awesome. We thank you today, Father. We praise you today. Come on, Christians, start praying.